Hi, it's Nick Brown, new Editor-in-Chief for Archives of Disease in Childhood. It's a real pleasure to be here today and to be recording my first Atoms. Normally I'd start by talking about the papers, and I will get round to them, but I'll tell you a little bit about myself and the reason I'm here now. So my background is partly as a paediatrician and partly as epidemiologist. I've spent a large part of my life in international child health and had a parallel career to that in UK paediatrics. Um, internationally, my main base is, is the AKU in Karachi, which I've had an affiliation for many years now, and before that, Bombay, Port Moresby, and earlier in Kabul. So where do I begin? I guess with thanks to the college and the BMJ for giving me a chance to run with this incredibly exciting job, to my amazing predecessors, Martin and Mark Beattie, and to the associate editors who are just an extraordinary group of people and my family of course. So I've got lots of ideas for the journal but I'll start with simple tenets that this is a very very precious journal which is nearly a century old and is completely unique. I also know that in in order to fulfill its remit in promoting child's health the journal needs to be a bit more provocative and I need your help with this. We need to stir policy makers and and be a bit left field in the way we think, approach and publish. So I've got lots of ideas, some which will be addressed by new banner sections, some by the evolution of the website. I hope more by feedback from you, e-letters, blogs and so on. And I've expanded the remit of the editorial team by introducing some new names. These include uh, for Global Commissioning Trevor Duke, for international in an advisory capacity, Zulfie Bitter, um, from Moscow, Professor of Paediatrics there and President of the EPA, Leila Namazova-Baranova, a new geneticist, Diana Barali, a new drugs and therapeutics section editor, Dan Hawcutt from Liverpool, a new intensive care AE, Rachel Agbeko from Newcastle, and from Philadelphia, Cynthia Mollen, who is head of paediatric ED. So, to this month's papers, I'll put them in three groups. First is thinking beyond clinical medicine in low and middle income countries. Most of the literature we read is in standard format with quantitative outcomes and exposures. Trevor Duke and his colleagues in Papua New Guinea have done something very interesting. They've looked beyond this in terms of TB care. This is a complex illness with many components. And much of what they've done is to look at qualitative components which may enrich life quality for children and their families. This paper rewards reading and rereading. On a completely different spoke, thinking beyond standard health economics in high-income countries. So looking at obesity, a subject which has literally been many times around the block. So we know now, after multiple studies, that obesity is largely refractory to pretty much all interventions except for bariatric surgery. The evidence for the latter is based largely on work from the US and Scandinavia. So there's no harm in um, publishing a paper which shows UK outcomes. Interestingly and reassuringly, this shows a similar effect size. So white adults show a mean reduction in BMI at one year post-surgery of 14 kilos per meter squared, which dwarfs the usual other interventions, lifestyle, statins and metformin, which whose 
effect sizes range from a ZZ score of minus 1.2 to minus 1.4. So only a small effect size of equivocal clinical benefit. So that's certainly a paper to take a look at. Finally, electronic devices and cognitive development. So this is a bit of a personal bias of mine, but if you've ever had any doubt as to whose side to take when asked by parents if your slant on in-bedroom devices and electronic devices as a whole, read the paper by Fu et al. from Hong Kong. It's a cross-sectional paper with the inherent problems with that in terms of causal inference, but this is, this is a strong piece of work. It shows that the presence of a TV or games console in the bedroom significantly negatively predicts preschool cognitive and social development and is dose-dependent in the, and in that restriction partly ameliorates the scores. So you can draw whichever outcomes you want, but this is a powerful observational piece which I hope will get you thinking. There's a lot more in this month's issue, including several pieces on non-accidental injury, which take our thinking several steps further. So thanks for listening to everything I've had to say. There'll be more next month. Do please read the issue fully. There's a lot of stimulating papers in this month but and uh, in the main ADC, in FNN, and in alternate months, of course, in EMP. But for now, I'll sign off. Thanks so much for listening. Enjoy the journal and happy Christmas. <laughs>